0: One of the things I found most challenging about complete denture was not understanding the overall workflow. So we would go ahead and we would take an initial impression and then in step two, when we're border molding, one instructor tells me I have to border mold and cut it back. The other instructor tells me I don't have to border mold or not to cut it back as much. And and at that point, I was just worried about wondering if that denture is gonna fit at the end, the end workflow. Where, where Where is that denture gonna be? how's it going to fit? And ultimately I didn't have time at that point when I was training to really understand how each step in that denture process comes together to make a denture in the end. And by just focusing on each step individually, I lost sight of the big picture. And what I want to talk to you about today is something that I call the web design workflow. So people will come to me all the time and say, you know, Dr. Wang, David, uh, you know, I have a Facebook page and I do all these great things on it. What can I do better? And I say, well, do you have a website? And they say, no. Well, David, I'm running an AdWords campaign and uh, I wanna know how we can make it better. Do you have a website? Yeah, we have one page. And the problem is, is that as dentists, we were never taught the overview of, of the web design workflow. We were taught to go ahead and market. Go ahead and do this, do that, do this, do that. And we, no one ever told us about where this goes in a cycle. So what I want to talk about today is to give you an overview of this web design workflow. So like denture, you can understand where all of these pieces and parts fit in the big picture. The four phases are phase one, which is initial website planning development and setup phase two, search engine optimization, website marketing, uh, pay-per-click, driving patients to your website. Basically phase three is analytics and tracking. And phase four is routine maintenance and routine backups. Obviously, phase one, two, and three are the most important. So that's what I want to focus on right now. So let's talk about phase one and I would argue that phase one is the absolute most important thing that you could possibly have to be concerned about with your, with your online presence in total. So at the end of the day, it's your website that is the center of your internet marketing universe. So What I wanna make sure that you have, and it doesn't matter who does it, whether you come to Short Health Design to do it or another vendor, uh, the most important thing is that you have a website that's up to Google standards. Now, what makes a good website is not a secret. And I'm pretty active on Dentaltown and a lot of you have seen me talk on Dentaltown. Um, And really what makes a great website, for the most part, hasn't changed over the years. It's kind of like a crown prep, you know, or a crown impression. What makes a good impression is there's you know a handful of things that we all recognize that make a good dental impression. So whether I'm taking an impression for a gold crown or for an Emacs or for whatever I'm doing, we kind of have a standard that we know this is a good impression. And so what you want to do is make sure that your website is up to Google standards, webmaster standards. That is by far the most important thing. And the reason is because in order for you to even participate in this I hate to call it a game, but in this, at some level it is, in this game, you have got to have a website that's built to Google standards. The good news is, is that Google standards are not a secret. You know, webmaster standards. Google, you can find it online and Google will tell you what makes a good website. Now, when I lecture, I joke that I haven't had a root canal fail in 10 years. And that's true. And the reason is, is because I haven't done one in 10 years. And to be honest, I'm very happy about that. But that being said, if tomorrow someone came into the office and needed an endo done, you know, I could open up the textbook, it would take me 10 hours, and uh, we'd find a way and we'd get it done. So it's not a secret. It's not proprietary. There's no mystery. So if a company comes to you and says, we have a special relationship with Google, or we have the... It's baloney. There's a certain number of things that you need to do that, that, you know, that influence the rank. There's about 300 ranking factors. And there's certain things that you do that influence these ranking factors. But instead of trying to figure out which one is worth more today or tomorrow, which we don't know, um, it's better to say, let me just do it right the first time. Think again about you know that impression. Well, I've got a teeny tiny pull here. I took three impressions. One is great. One has a teeny tiny pull on the buckle, and one has a bubble, you know, on the distal margin. Okay, which impression is going to give me the best chance? Well instead of trying to add a little material and retake the impression with, with soft material in there and fill in that bubble or that pull, let's just give them the good impression. So instead of trying to guess and see, well, what can I kind of, I hate to say get away with, let's just do the best we can. So when we build websites, um, what we do, and again, this is something that I think all vendors should do is build them up to Google standards. Either it is up to Google standards or it isn't. Um, certainly there are some teeny tiny things that can get different in there, but for the most part, you're up to Google standards, it's built a certain way. And why that matters is because all of this builds later and later and later, because part of being up to Google standards means that, for example, let's take something as simple as Google my business. Now, Google my business, as we all know at this point has evolved. It was Google maps, Google places, Google this, Google that. If you and a competitor, you know, Dr. A and Dr. B, are both competing for the same search term, if you have your Google profile, your Google My Business profile, filled out completely 100%, that might rank your website or your pages higher than than Dr. B. We don't know. So the best thing to do is just do it. Um, So there are certain things that that Google will tell you to do, uh, and you should just do them. And in that sense, I had someone come to me for a consult and said, hey, David, you know, our rankings have dropped in the last two months. Can you figure out why? And I said, to be perfectly honest with you, we could figure out why, but I'm not sure if that's going to help us. It's, it's not effective. You know, if you have a, you know, recurrent decay under a crown, certainly, or even, you know, recurrent decay, I had one the other day, you know, a DOB that was done however many thousand years ago, there's a recurrent decay under there. And I think for me, it made a lot more sense to get the patient numb, you know, excavate the decay, restore this tooth, etc., etc. That's That's what I had to do anyway. So trying to figure out why, look, if I see a crack in the tooth, I know, you know, in the margin, the margin leaked. But to spend an entire visit trying to figure out with the patient, well, how do you brush? How do you do this? Did you floss? Was there, you know, did you ever have pain? That might be interesting, but that's not so useful when my goal at the end of the day is to give this patient a functional, you know, aesthetic restoration. So that being said, what I, you know, we say this to that client is look, it doesn't make sense to, to kind of go back and see what went wrong. It makes sense to go ahead now and evaluate and see what's right. And then whatever we see missing, then we can fix. Cause certainly that person's internet marketing, you know, their website might've been perfect, but if 10 competitors came into town in the last three months, that could have made the change. So certainly that's why it makes sense to do it right the first time because we don't want to cut corners and we don't want to leave things out because you will have to pay in the end or eventually, you know, someone, someone, you're going to go to someone and say, Hey, look, you know, we're not ranking well for this and this and this, and they're going to say, wait, well, let's look at the easy things. Do you have that publisher tag in place? Uh, No. Did you verify your profile hundred percent? No. So before we start spending money or, or doing anything, on any kind of other marketing, let's make sure, especially, you know, obviously web-based, you know, organic SEO or whatever you're gonna do, let's make sure that you've got your ducks in a row and everything is set up properly. The analogy I give for this is Little League. Uh, You know, I I coach Little League and these kids, and rightfully so, are not allowed to touch a bat until they have a helmet on. So if my son's the only only child who comes with a helmet, he, you know, plays first base, and he's Babe Ruth. Twelve spots on the team. Twelve kids home with helmets, and then um, twelve kids have a spot. And the other four kids who showed up without helmets, they can go back in the car because they're not—they rel- cannot be considered. So even if that, you know, kid number sixteen is the Babe Ruth of our time, because he doesn't have the right equipment on, he's going to be passed over. And so that's why it's incredibly important for you to in phase one of this step, have a website that's built to Google standards and make sure make sure that, that that's what's going on. The equivalent of this is in your office. You're building out a new office and certainly the first thing you're gonna do, you're gonna make sure you have electricity and running water before you start bringing patients in. So before you start going ahead and, into phase two and driving traffic, what you absolutely wanna do is make sure phase one, website's to Google standards. Couple of other recommendations. Um, and then we'll, and then we'll, then we'll end this podcast. So recommendation number one, when you're building your website, I want to make sure that you own your domain name. Your domain name is, you know, shorthillsdesign.com, webdesignworkbook.com. Make sure that you own it. If somebody says, let's assume for argument's sake that a company owned other than, you know, other than me, if a company owned shorthillsdesign.com and that company went out of business, I can go to GoDaddy or the registrar and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm David Wank of Short Hills Design, and Acme Company owns my domain and they're out of business. And they're gonna say, we don't care if you're Winston Churchill, Acme Company owns your domain. Right, right, but I'm Short Hills Design, here's my incorporation papers. And they're gonna say, sir, it doesn't matter. You don't own it. So make sure that whenever you're building a website, whoever you work with, that you own that domain name. And if somebody won't let you own that domain name, I I, honestly, I've been doing this a long time. I don't, I don't, I don't have a good reason. I could not give you a good reason why, you know, why I wouldn't let a client own their own name. In fact, I insist. Number one, own your own name. Number two, I want you to make sure that you write as much of your own content as possible. I have a great slide and it shows MetLife Stadium and it says, is the content for you or you and 70,000 of your friends? Google looks for original content. It's critical. And I wanna make sure that, again, it's one of those things where if you and, you know, the 10 dentists in your building, if you're in New York City, use the same web firm, and your websites look different, that's fine, but you all have the same crowns, veneers, and, you know, um, whatever dentures page, then you will be penalized. And if there's someone in that building who has a denture page that they wrote, most likely it will rank better than a page where you and, you know, Ten of you have the same content, and along those lines, number three, please have a separate service page for every service. I know that sounds annoying, and I know there's not much you can write on crowns. You know how much can I say? But at the end of the day, if someone's doing a search for, uh, you know, uh, complete dentures, root canal, let's say root canal, Milburn, New Jersey, uh, root canal, Maplewood, New Jersey, if my competitor, and I don't have an office in Maplewood, but hypothetically, if my competitor has a page that says at Dr. A's office we do veneers, crowns, root canals, dentures, and uh, implants. What's that page about? A page, as far as Google is concerned, really can't be about six things. As humans, we understand it's a list. And even if you have a list with a little blurb underneath it, I get it. It's the services. But when you're thinking about search engines, when push comes to shove, if someone does a search for Root Canal, you know, whatever, Short Hills, New Jersey, Root Canal, Maplewood, New Jersey, Google's going to look in their proverbial card catalog, as, as we would know it, for um, the final cabinet, and say, hey, I have two pages. One is from this dentist who's got um, Root Canal listed as one of, you know, 12 items on this single page, and Dr. Wang's website has a dedicated page to Root Canal. So just right there, in theory, you would win, quote unquote. You'd rank... Uh, higher than the other person would and so putting these things together um, you know having so now if you have original content and a dedicated page for that content you're already ahead of many of your competitors and if you're not ahead with them you're on at least the same playing level think about what I said about baseball you know if my son doesn't come with a helmet he's not even in the in, in the equation but at least with a helmet that gives him a chance to participate so I want to make sure number one you own your domain name number two that you have a dedicated page for each service that you provide and that you also make sure that the content is original or as original as possible. If you bought a website that had 30 pages and I don't expect you tonight to go home and change all those pages, but certainly at least if implants are your number one service, at least go in and make the implant content your own. That's really, that, that will be a tremendous help to you. And that doesn't cost you any money. Um, and on the subject of content, you know, I know you're gonna tell me, well, what can I say about crowns? And if I ask you to write down for me uh, a paragraph or two about crowns, a lot of people will find that challenging. I didn't go to dental school to write content. I agree with you. However, if you pretend, if you're at a cocktail party and someone says to you, hey doc, um, what, what, why isn't all ceramic crown better? Um, you'll probably go on for, you know, forever. You could go on for days explaining that to them and not even realize, you know, you've been talking for three hours. So certainly, if you're concerned, it, it's totally, you know, it's mind over matter. If I pretend a new patient says to you, you know, I have black lines around my crowns, it's one of my favorite blog posts that anybody could and should write. I have black lines around my crowns, what should I do, what are my alternatives? You know, and then start your, uh, your dictation, start your Siri, you know, your iPhone, your, your Android, whatever it is, start recording that and just talk to yourself for five minutes out loud. Well, all ceramic crowns are great, you know, PFM crowns are crowns that we've used for, for decades, and they're great because of this and this and this, but fortune, you know, in the front, this is the problem, and now, thankfully, with all these aesthetics and, these, and this new technology that we use in our office that can make you crowns in a day, or you know, whatever you wanna promote, we can make you aesthetic crowns that are lifelike, et cetera, et cetera. So that's certainly a way to get your own content very quickly, and then certainly have your assistant or someone else update your website with that information, or even if you're going to give it to your web person to update it, at least you've got custom content written. It's in your voice, you know, the words that you would use. You know, I don't call it periosurgery, I call it gum work. Let the periodontist discuss you know, what's really gonna happen in a periosurgery, but we call it gum work. And my, you know, my team, we would never call it periosurgery because it's about controlling the language. And I certainly control the language and control the messaging. And when you know, we write content, we write great content for, for our colleagues, but no, and, and you know, I always tell our, our content writing clients we can do a great job, but no matter how great we are, uh, how many times can I say that? Um, the content you write for yourself is still better than any content anyone else could ever write for you, the most talented content writer, because you have the same voice in the chair that, that you have when you write. So we'll leave this podcast on that note, and next time we're gonna talk about phase two. Of the web design workflow which is search engine optimization and pay-per-click. It's not going to be a full pay-per-click talk but we're generally going to talk about phase two which is what we do to drive patients from the internet um, and sometimes off the internet uh, to your website.